1: Thanks for joining us uh, for another game podcast bonus, and uh, we haven't quite put these out as regularly as we would have. But um, given your overwhelming response, we're going to do another one, and it's a bit of a melancholy one though, um, because uh, Ben Smith, who's uh, who's been our colleague here, who's worked with us, uh, is is leaving the Times. Um, ben, just to give some context, you'll be you'll be joining the BBC. Is that right? I will. I'm uh,
0: joining the BBC after Easter, um, mainly writing about football. Um, and uh, you may hear me on the odd bit of radio or even maybe a bit of TV in the future.
1: Wow. Thanks to uh, those wonderful broadcasting skills you picked up here at uh, at the game. Now, um, Ben, I, I wanted to ask you, because you know, we, we've always talked about how we're sort of a, a privileged category in the sense that you know, we get paid to watch football and report on it. Is this what you wanted to do when when you were a kid?
0: I, I wanted to, to play sport when I was a kid. I wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to be a golfer. I wanted to be a cricketer, even at one stage. But which uh, dream
1: died first? Which, uh, which
0: f- football died pretty early for me. I, I, was, I was good. I was a midfielder. I played on the left. Uh, I was a decent player, but I wasn't even the best kid in my uh, in my school. So I had no uh, no no uh, ambitions that I would ever become a, a top player. So that one died pretty early. Golf. I was better at golf. I, I gave that one up at about 16 when Luke Donald, who was in the town along the road from me, um, kept beating me, and I thought, I've got no chance. But you can't be the kid up the road. I've got no chance of... Uh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, yeah. Luke Donald, Luke Donald and me had a few junior duels, but uh, he always came out on top. And I. But Were I,
1: you close to Luke Donald? He was
0: about five shots better than me when we were 16, so um, you can probably add a 10 to that now, I think. And, uh, now,
1: if I go on Matthew's side on you and just say shouldn't you did you put in those 10,000 hours of quality I practice didn't I didn't I was I was an all-rounder and so I spent a lot of time playing lots of different
0: things I probably should have single one down at the end of it but never did I just I played it for the love and uh, I uh, I love love playing sport more than anything and so journalism wasn't really something I thought of I, I I mean, I remember as a kid writing about the Open Championship was on telly or football was on telly, and I'd write, write about it as a kid, scribble on a pad and do a little book for my uh, for my dad. And and so I suppose looking back then, it was always something naturally I would end up doing, but it, it took me a long time to get here.
1: All right, so you kind of did it as a kid, but you weren't sort of a sick obsessive like I was or Aldi Kay was. With football?
0: I, I yeah. became an obsessive in my teens about football. Um, I went a lot. I, I mean, I got taken... Where'd you grow up? Uh, I was born in Glasgow, you can tell by the accent Right uh, <laughs> And I grew up uh, just outside uh, London, west of London In uh, Royal Berkshire, in Maidenhead and, um, So
1: what, you said you went to watch a lot of football Yeah, I was taking
0: a, a lot I mean, My, best, my, my dad has, has almost no interest in football he, he, he never took me to a game It wasn't something we did together But my, grand, my grandpa played in golf in Scotland he was, a, he was a football fanatic, uh, big Glasgow Rangers fan So he and, was capped? He was capped, yeah. Wow. He saved a penalty. He, 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 what, he what was his played Al- Morton Buchanan. Morton Buchanan. Morton Buchanan played just after the war for, for Scotland and uh, played for Plymouth Argyle. Saved a penalty from Bill Shankly. He told me. Uh, yeah, I like to believe that. I'm offer. assuming
1: Paddy Barkley has many many memories of him. He probably does. I've never right. spoken to Paddy about it actually. Oh,
0: yeah, it no, no. So uh, my grandpa was uh, was uh, was the one who kind of injected football into me and took me to games we we used to go to we'd go into London we'd go to White Hart Lane and um, my first game was at White Hart Lane Liverpool beat Spurs 2-1 Chris Waddle's scored for Spurs um, it was, it, you know, I loved it and, and it's everything that everyone always remembers. It's going to these fantastic stadiums where you walk up through the stairs and you see this pitch, and it's uh, not as green as they are these days, but it was still um, fantastic things and the smell of hot dogs and all that stuff. And they got, you know, it, it was great, great memories and being with him and hearing his stories. All of which I'm sure were true uh, was uh, was fantastic, and so that relationship built up with him and my teens and, and football became a big part of my life um, as a teenager. Really,
1: I mean, what you remember to from, from going to to grounds back then, you, you know, it's always. I mean, I think like you, I, I started going to football when the grounds were a lot less striking, or they were just striking because they were they were big, or or obviously they were impressive looking, and they were full of people. Um Did you ever wonder? I mean, one we thing always struck me as a kid was when I sort of listened to the attendance and see, you, you know, there's thirty thousand people here. Like, if this were a city, it would be like, you know, bigger than where I live or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly it. it was it, the memories weren't so much of the of the of the action or the or the pitch or the the glamour of it. I don't remember that at all. I remember kind of it was a dingy, you know, wire Lane was a dingy place when we would go there or, or Loftus Road was, these were kind of dingy grounds and it was a, you know, it wasn't a, a kind of the glamour, the clean cut images see of football these days. It was uh, it was a being in massive crowds of people walking to grounds and, and walking away from football grounds. That was what, you remember all that stuff around it. Suddenly you're surrounded by more people than you've ever seen in your
1: life in one place and uh,
0: I suppose that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you.
1: Now, you're a dad yourself, and in a few years, uh, when you take your kid to um, a, a football match, he'll be presumably experiencing something very, very different. Uh, um, I suppose unless he goes to Millwall or something. Although, <laughs> although to be fair, the new Dan, i mean, except for the fans—looks pretty antiseptic. Um, did he lose something, or is it just normal evolution? Do, do you think he'll be he'll experience being a fan in the same way, in the same way you did?
0: Uh, I think it's different. I, I think. I think kids and my, my son who's only 12 weeks today um, uh, will grow up being surrounded by football in a different way to, to we the way we did I think the media the TV coverage is so overwhelming today The the uh, the marketing of football is just just something completely different to what it was so going to the ground to, to, to be let into the, the this world that you didn't really know about is is something's taken away from that I think because you see so much of it on the TV now you see you see games before you probably go and and of course it'll be special I mean I I've, the moment he was born I thought about the first time I'd take him to a football ground and, and how special that will be and buy him a scarf and you know and all the rest of it and, and I, I think about that all the time because that's a something every father I think probably probably dreams of but um it probably has lost some of the romance the, that that magical feeling that you're in you're entering a world that you have no real knowledge of when you go into a football ground like i did that that has died a little bit
1: which is a shame now I, i'm gonna go all social media uh on you um some might say that you know, part of the magic when you first went to the ground was is that you're sharing the spectacle with the 20 30 40 thousand people who are there um, that there, there's a whole sort of tribal element and, and you're participating in the ritual of you know the walking to the ground and all this stuff and for people who and I think this day it is the majority of fans who only experience it football through television um, they May congregate virtually on on forums Twitter possibly Facebook um, and live the passion perhaps just as intensely only only differently yeah. um, do we just take this as as evolution and maybe reflect on the fact that this way football does reach and does create more of a tribe out of a far greater a more diffuse group of people or is something lost whereby if you never go to a game, you will never really get it.
0: I think if you never really, if you never go to to the ground of the club you love, you will never really quite get it. But it would be wrong to assume that these thousands and millions of people who congregate online are not as passionate, just as passionate about their club as the guys who go every week. It's all about opportunity and whether they can get there. You know, I think it's fantastic that football fans have found another way to congregate. And, and but but there is that magical special ingredient that, that, that if you walk to a ground surrounded by people who are all, all pull in the same direction as you you can feel it it's, uh, I remember feeling it as a kid and, and, um, and you can't replace that uh, and it would be a shame to think that lots of people never feel that because you felt it, I felt it I, I hope my, my boy feels it when we go and, and um, that lifts you up to another level I think and, and, and it bonds you with a football club in a way you can't ever feel online I think
1: Ben, it's been a privilege working with you, um, and um, best of luck, and I'm just glad you're not moving that far away.
0: Thank you, Gav. No, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you.
1: And thank you all for uh, joining us here on The Game Podcast Bonus.